All right. Hello. This is Mark Paradis and this is the Mystery School Podcast. And welcome to this podcast episode and welcome back to those of you who've listened to this before. As you know, I always like to publish an episode on the new moon and the full moon every month. And uh, this month, December 2019, the um, episode that we're talking about today is the new moon and the new moon episode is happening on the 26th of December but um, I kind of wanted to present this episode a little bit earlier and the reason for that is that the topic that's come up for me uh, that I wanted to share is something that I think can really relate to uh, the holiday experience that a lot of us are going to be having. So the topic of the episode today is um, the mysterious power of external criticism. And, uh, and so I really want to kind of dive right into this topic because this won't be a very long episode today. As usual, we'll go for approximately 15-20 minutes of just talking and then it'll be about 15 minutes practice. So the practice will be kind of like a dive with some awareness and uh, sensation and, and a little bit of sound and, and breath practice. And the practice will really be about anchoring uh, the information that were, uh, that, that's being shared today here. Um, and so what I wanted to talk about today with this topic, the, the hidden power of uh, external criticism, um, is essentially an exploration that I've been on for the last few months uh, personally, but that I've also been working on with clients through workshops and one-to-one sessions. Just this past weekend, I've been in London and the topic has come up again with some some clients and and participants in the the workshops. And, um, And so this is what I want to talk about. Essentially, if you're listening to this podcast, if you've been drawn to this, um, if you've been drawn to my work in any way, generally people will be attracted to this because we're talking about our highest potential. Most people that I work with are people who are looking to really step into their highest potential, looking to figure out what their purpose is and really live fully from it, really kind of receive it, uh, really embody it and share it to deeply impact the lives of others. And I think that when we're in that place and we're really deeply committed to unlocking that part of ourselves, it can become a really kind of challenging roller coaster of a journey. And, you know, it becomes a journey that includes, you know, fear, a journey that includes um, addiction through escape mechanisms, um, a journey that includes, you know, rejection. Um, really kind of looking at our darkest shadow. So at this point, maybe you're thinking, all right, Merry Christmas. Why the hell do I need, why the hell do I need to be listening to this right now? But there's a really important reason for this. And that's because I've been exploring lately the relationship between our purpose, our gift, our essence, the thing that we're here to share with people and, um, our codependent relationships with the environment we have around us and then the relationship between that co- those codependent relationships and the criticism that arises when we're surrounded by other people. Now obviously during the holiday season a lot of us are visiting family and spending time with loved ones or spending time with friends or whatever and it can be a time that can be quite frustrating because people are asking what, you know, how's your work, what are you doing, how's life and they want an update and, and sometimes we find ourselves you know, up against 
um, comments and feedback or opinions that we're not necessarily uh, interested in and that we kind of want to block out. And that can, that can very often cause arguments. That can very often cause us to feel like, like we want to go into fight or flight, like we want to um, run away. And for many of us, it can become a cause for argument, a cause for conflict uh, during, the, uh, during the holiday period. And I think it could be a really interesting thing to try to take a different outlook on the entire context. And so this is what I'm proposing today to kind of really see how these three elements can work together and, and can interrelate in a kind of a vicious circle or vicious triangle kind of way and, and how we can better navigate that. So I'll tell you a little bit what I'm thinking. First of all, the whole thing about unlocking our purpose, unlocking our highest potential, it seems to be a really big topic for a lot of people right now. And I think that it's an important topic because what I've realized as I've gone through this exploration myself is that being in our purpose, being in living from the essence that we're here to share for the benefit of others is really the highest power. It's really the most important thing. When we do that, we're in alignment. When we do that, we're in our truth. When we do that, we're, we're, we're really kind of finding ourselves in a space of wholeness, finding a spa ourselves in a space where we're able to magnetize abundance, magnetize relationship, magnetize everything it is that we want because of the fact that this is when we're in our highest, highest alignment with why we came here, the reason why we're even here on this planet. And so when we work towards um, that kind of place of alignment, we start to realize how, how vital and important it is. You know, even in Japan, the whole, the whole concept of the Ikigai, which is about people finding their purpose, is about how finding our purpose can be the secret to a longer life and to a healthier life. So it becomes a really, really important thing. Now, as I said earlier, the, the road to that higher purpose is riddled with lots of difficulty and lots of challenges, and we need to learn how to kind of weather those. Um, and essentially, those challenges come from the fact that when we do kind of begin to unveil our highest purpose, our highest light, our gift, our essence, however it is we want to refer to it to, what we often find is that we begin to do something, we begin to explore a part of ourselves that's different from everybody else. Because generally, when we bring forth that higher purpose or when we bring forth that highest potential, that essence, we're bringing forth something that's very unique to us. And it can feel very different to everything that's out there. It can feel very different to what's being done by everyone else. But especially, it can feel very different from the common kind of status quo that exists in our society um, and this is really important because I think in our society we our whole society is built around this idea of belonging around this idea of being part of the tribe and not wanting to get kicked out of the tribe and I think that that becomes a fundamental need for us and that's where it can become a little bit conflictual with the idea of bringing forth our our, our, our highest self our highest potential and so therefore, the exploration of my highest purpose and my highest essence also becomes an exploration of my codependent relationships with others. Because if I'm going to really want to bring forth that unique essence that I have within me, I have to start examining where I'm in codependency with other people. Where does the opinion of other people matter to me? Where does 
um, the, the, what the decisions I make, uh, the possibility of being rejected for them and all of that, where does that stand with regards to that higher purpose? And how much am I ruled by that? And that's a very interesting, it's a very easy exploration for us to do because very often we can look at things like, you know, okay, this is what I want to do, this is my higher purpose. And when we often think about what's stopping us from doing it, very often it has something to do with external factors, with what will people say, what will people, will people potentially reject me or whatever. So I think that's a, that's a really important place to start when we're looking at uh, our purpose, to look at what codependent relationships do we think that we have um, and how we can begin to kind of resolve these and kind of dissolve them. And I'm, I'm bringing this up because I, you know, I've always thought that I was a very free and independent person. And I realized with time, especially in the past few months, as I've really been stepping into this whole new level of work with clients and, and, um, and in sessions and workshops, I've realized that even though I felt like I was really independent, there's a lot of codependent relationships between me and, and people around me. What will my partner think? What will my friends think? What will uh, my parents think or general society in general? What would my previous clients think if I make a change now? What will society think if so-and-so doesn't come to my workshop, if not enough people come to my workshop or whatever? Um, and so I really started to realize that these codependent relationships were restricting my ability to bring forth my highest potential. And it kind of had this chicken and egg vicious circle effect because when my highest potential is being restricted, I'm not bringing forth what it is I'm here to bring forth and therefore I'm not magnetizing the right things. So it becomes this kind of mindfuck where I'm like, I want to magnetize more towards me and what will make me magnetize more towards me is being in my highest essence, being my highest purpose, but bringing forth my highest purpose can also bring forth rejection. And so there's a fear of all of that, right? So there's a real, real exercise that needs to be done in noticing all of these relationships, noticing this codependency and noticing the reactions that we have in our body with regards to that. Now, here's where the last element, the third element comes into play, which is the element of the external criticism of others. And... You know, a big part of this, now a lot of times when I work with people on this topic, the topic of bringing forth their highest purpose, you know, one thing that I'll say is don't talk about it until you're ready. Don't talk about it until you're ready because it might be raw, you might be feeling vulnerable, you might be feeling really, um, yeah, it might, it might be still feeling very sensitive and to put it out in the world and expose it to potential criticism can be really um, premature in terms of really kind of diving into the development of this purpose. However, when you do start to feel like it's time, like you're ready to really own your purpose, like you're really ready to bring it out in the world, then, as I said earlier, what we're doing is we're, it's really beneficial to start looking at the codependent relationships around us, but also taking it a step further, what we want to do is really start to welcome the criticism of people around us. Because here's the trick, and this is the kind of crazy wisdom, magic part of this whole thing. The criticism that comes to us from other people is very often pointing to something that we think about ourselves. And if we're thinking that about ourselves, that means that we're not completely owning and integrating our purpose and our essence and our gift yet. 
And it's really important too. Now, these criticisms that we receive will eventually become pointers, arrows pointing towards the exact places where the work is needed within ourselves to really embody that, um, that purpose. So, so here's the process. Like some of us might get an idea. We might start by thinking, okay, well, when people are around me, they feel like this. Uh, my talents are this. I'm able to bring forth this. This is what I'm unique at. So great. So then you're, you're able to come to a certain level of understanding of what your essence is and what your purpose is. And then you start to develop ideas of how you're going to put it out in the world. And, and you practice it on yourself. You use it on yourself. You really try to embody it. And then you want to embody it so much that you're sharing it with people around you freely so that they can be impacted by it too. But that's where it becomes tricky because that's the real test about whether or not you've embodied it properly or not. And when you get these criticisms that are sharp, that dig in, that trigger, that, that, that really hurt, like really salt in the wounds, that's when, you, that's when you can really dive into a deeper exploration of where it is that you're not fully accepting and embodying your essence. And so this holiday season, um, <laughs> what those of you who are identifying with this, those of you who really do feel like you want to step into your highest essence, to really bring forth your highest power um, and really share that with the world, I invite you to really go out there and share yourself fully to your loved ones, to your family, to your friends, to people who are close to you and be yourself and welcome the criticism and know that any criticism that shows up for you from that place of um, strength, of power, of welcoming, any criticism that shows up for you in that space is welcome. It's criticism that you have the tools to handle, to take on, to work through. It's criticism that you have, that you'll have a benefit from listening to because this criticism will allow you to really kind of look at the areas of yourselves that believe that these things are true. And when you can find those areas within yourself, that believe these areas are true, then you're that you're getting that much for that much closer. Every single time you look at one of those areas, you're getting closer and closer and closer to realizing the embodiment of your true self and of that true essence, and embodying it at such a level that you'll be sharing it naturally because it'll be overflowing, and you'll be in such a place of wholeness. I think that. Everything will be magnetized towards you, whether it's abundance, relationships, um, support, whatever it is, friendships, health, all of that will be supported towards you to create the container for you to continue to do this, to, doing, to do this, to, to bring forth that essence that is so needed by the world. And a great way to find the courage to do that, to, in, to, to internally dive inwards, to listen to the criticism of others and take it on in that way. A great way to do that is the dive. Because what the dive does is that it connects us to our anchoring. It connects us to our source. It connects us to our wholeness. The more we do it, the more we become our whole self. And, and this, is the really, this is the really important bit that I really want to really um, make sure we understand here, is that the kind of antidote to the codependent relationships is our connection to source, our connection to our unlimited wholeness from the non-local the non field. 
Because when we are in that wholeness, when we are connected to source, to the non-local field, we're connecting to something that is so much bigger, richer, and more important than anything that we can get out of our codependent relationships. So all these codependent relationships, whether they show up through addiction, through the need to please others, through fear of rejection or whatever, they're just based on the idea that we think we can receive something from these codependent relationships, but that thing we think we can receive from there is actually what we're actually getting when we're connecting to source, when we're connecting to um, our wholeness and the, the unlimited infinite field. So I feel like, I mean, I've been talking for 16 minutes now, and I feel like I've put a lot of words, a lot of theorizing, a lot of conceptualizing out there, and I hope that it's made sense somehow. I'm excessively tired. I was up early this morning to go to Stonehenge, um, but I really felt like I wanted to share this, because today, as I was walking at Stonehenge with a friend, I was talking about my intentions for the new year, and I was talking about what I feel I've accomplished this year, and... And I really feel like this has been a big exploration for me lately, that as I step into deeper levels of my work, in the work that I do, I want to step into higher levels of courage, of embodiment, and of sharing it with other people to benefit them in better ways and to really kind of magnetize more towards me um, to, to, and, and, and really kind of help others reach that as well. So... That's been a big part of my exploration lately. So I hope all of this has made sense. If you're kind of going, what, <laughs> which is possible, um, write me an email because I really love to hear from people and I do hear from some of you and I absolutely love it. Um, I really love hearing from, from, from you guys and hearing your challenges, hearing what's going on with you and, and hearing what you think. And if you didn't understand any of this, I want to hear that too. And if you don't agree with any of it, I want to hear that too. So let's stay in touch. Um, you can find out how to contact me by looking at my website. Uh, you can either go to mysteryschoolpodcast.com or you can go to markparadis.com. Uh, website details will be in the, um, in the uh, description of this podcast episode. And also, shameless self-promotion. You can also have a look at the workshops and retreats that I've got planned coming up um, for those of you who want to take this work further. So now we're going to be diving into the, um, the dive practice portion of this. So for this part, I really recommend that you um, find a quiet place, ideally where you can switch all lights off completely, where you can be alone and quiet, where you can switch off all electronics apart from this, obviously, so that you can, you can hear this. Um, so yeah, and I recommend that you find a place to lie down. So you might want to pause this for a moment while you find all of that. So yeah, so just beginning by closing your eyes, ideally lying down if you can. If you can't, sitting up should be fine as well. So just really starting to bring your awareness inwards, just kind of gathering your awareness inwards. A great way to do that is to begin to bring your hands to your heart, to your belly. I usually like to bring one hand to my belly, one hand to my heart. 
bring the awareness in words. And a great way to drop the awareness even further inwards is to bring your awareness to the back of the heart. I like to visualize that my eyes are dropping back into the sockets, being swallowed in, just slowly dropping into the head, through the mouth, down the throat, down the esophagus, slowly, slowly, slowly. And the eyeballs just find their way to that place in the back of the heart. And just resting there for a moment, just noticing what it feels like now to have shifted your perception by bringing your eyes to the center of your body. And now, I'd like to invite you to gather your nostrils from the tip of your nose and start to visualizing them diving inwards into the head, through the mouth, and going down the throat, down, 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 through the heart space, down the midline, and into the back of the navel, Just bringing the nostrils underneath the navel. The space underneath the navel is very sacred. In many cultures and practices, it represents our connection to the divine, to the infinite, to our source. So just being aware of that. That possibility. So now we've gathered ourselves inwards and we've shifted our perception of ourselves. So I'd like to just take a moment to notice the sensations of the physical body, how they feel, starting at the top of the head and just gently running the awareness across the entire physical body, noticing any sensations that come up, any pulsing, ripples, clenches, tingles of any kind, just noticing them. And as you notice them, just notice that these sensations are the universe speaking to you, communicating your deepest intelligence to you, allowing you with every one of these pulses 
and sensations an invitation to being more whole, more magnetic, more alive. So what I'd like you to do now is to begin to very slowly move the hands so that they meet at the back of the neck. Just moving them very, very slowly. You've got about 5,000 years to move the hands from the body where they are now to the back of the neck, holding the back of the neck, holding each other, just slowly, slowly, slowly. And as you move these hands slowly across the body to the back of the neck, just noticing that the slower you go, the more it feels like you're moving through honey, that you're moving through thick, full, rich field of light. So just noticing that slow movement As your hands make their way to the back of the head, you can even stop on the way at some point and just pay attention to your body again, to your breath. Where is the breath in the body? Is it in the chest, in the belly, in the neck, in the throat? Just noticing. Noticing the sensations that come up, the pulses, the ripples that are speaking to you. And slowly continuing the journey of the hands to the back of the neck until they finally meet there, 5,000 years later, the fingers meet at the back of the neck and the hands resting there on that sacred part of the body that unifies the head to the rest of the body, the bridge between our mind and our consciousness. next invitation is to just begin to gently wiggle the toes of the feet, just gently wiggling the toes of the feet, just kind of unlocking movement in the feet, and slowly, 
Starting to bend the knees very, very slowly. So you start to move the feet towards each other very, very slowly. Now the feet can meet in many ways. The knees could be apart or the knees could be closer. You could be lying, tilting over the side. Whatever it is you want to do, whatever is comfortable for you, just meeting the feet, letting them meet the feet, meet each other. Soul to soul or soul to ankle or in whichever way possible, having the feet slowly be moved towards each other until they touch and meet. And along the way, as the feet are on their way to meeting slowly, perhaps you stop just to feel sensations that are present in the body, in the legs, in the feet, any pulses, ripples of any kind. And eventually the feet meet together, either soles together or sole to the ankle, in whichever way they want to meet. And when the feet have met and the hands are still behind the neck united, we've created a sort of figure eight infinity loop with our body that allows us to harness our own energy inwards to really, really explore our energy looping and circuiting within our system, kind of like a system that's whole and really kind of able to dive within itself and process anything within itself. So just acknowledging that space right now. And from that place, I'd like to invite you to make a simple sound of O, followed by a hum. And just notice the effect of that on the body. Just lingering with the sound as it hangs in the air after being sounded. How does it feel in the body? Oh. 
And with the O, I feel that I'm sending a strong wave of energy down my body, releasing the tension and the patterning and the holding of my body, allowing a more primordial experience. And with the hum, I feel like that energy is properly being integrated, moving through the body to where it needs to go. even all the way down to the perineum, all the way down, down, down. And just one more time, sounding an O and hum, and taking the space to feel the vibrations of it in the space and across the body. Just feeling the vibration moving down the neck down the hands, down the midline, and letting the hum carry the vibrations down all the way to the perineum, and just taking a moment to notice your physical body, the sensations, Noticing the pulses, the ripples, and slowly beginning to wiggle gently the fingers and the toes, and gently releasing them from the neck, and releasing the feet from their hold, and just slowly, slowly moving back the arms and the legs to a regular lying pose like a corpse pose and just taking your time to move the arms the legs letting them be moved slowly, slowly, as if moving through jelly around you, and taking all the time in the world to come to your final lying pose. And you can take as long as you want with this, and you can lie here 
for as long as you want afterwards and just enjoy your receptive, grounded, embodied, whole state. Enjoy. Thank you for joining me.